All right, so uh, Day in the Life podcast uh, right now. I'm trying to go onto the train, Shinodayasu Station. I'm passing by a government candidate and all of his people handing stuff out and yelling at me. Um, about to go through the turnstiles with my Passmo card. That's my little train card. You probably hear it go beepity beep. And see how nice. Beepity beep. Um, where am I going? So, yeah, this is a day in the life of Ben. I get really confused at train stations. Don't know where I'm supposed to go. Line four. Picking up in three minutes. All right. So this is just grand. Well. This is my little test, and uh, see how it goes. And if this doesn't work, then uh, then I'll have to think of something else. All right. Cool, so, uh, fast forward, like, hours, I guess it's been. Uh, so now Allie and I are walking, walking, not talking, just walking, back to the station. Um, gonna give this new format a try, it's gonna be really choppy, a little choppy, a little blocky, a little, little choppy blocky. Um, can I a little, little taste, a little taste, a little, little taste of the action here? In, uh, in Tokyo. Allie's not impressed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this morning, uh, I had to go to the heart of Tokyo to go to the office of the company I'm working for. There's going to be a lot of ambient noise on this podcast for sure. Um, going to have to turn it off when I like go on trains and all that kind of stuff, but, uh, it's a beautiful day, tulips are tulipping, flowers are are popping and locking, and, uh, these cars are really loud, but yeah, just thought I'd, uh, change it up a little, I'll probably do, uh, some more stuff, I don't know, and, uh, think this might not work at all, because it's really loud, alright, uh, yeah, just walking, walking up to the station, Gonna go on a little adventure today. See how it goes. Boobity bop. It's gonna be great. And uh, uh, give you an update in a little while. That didn't work at all. I'm just going to be honest, uh, it potentially will work, so I'm sorry this is this is over a day late, and uh, this recording is going to be very short, this episode will be very, very short, I sadly don't have a lot to talk about this week, um, and again, I, I played, I, I've been playing throughout the week with this, this format, potentially, 
of like a day in the life kind of thing where I'm just walking around doing my business and you just kind of get to join me in my Japanese experience and I just have to think a lot more about it and what I had versus what I wanted to publish it just what I had was not something I felt was where I wanted it to be uh, to be honest so that kind of stinks um, cause if I, I, I mean, I, I recorded quite a bit of stuff, you know, there's this awkward thing where, you know, in Japan, when you're on a train, when you're on public transit, whether, you know, bus, train, whatever it is, you're not really supposed to talk. You're not supposed to be talking to people on your cell phones or anything else. And so I was thinking like, oh, this is really great. Like I'll do like a whole episode where I go into the city and explore uh, because I had to go in the city anyways, as I said in the earlier sections. And I, I kept a couple, you know, I think the you know, two sections of, of audio I recorded um, just to get some feedback, to be honest. Because if it is something that's like, oh, that's pretty interesting, and it wasn't like, it wasn't too bad. Because I was concerned with cars and automobiles and all kinds of things. Just noise distraction and the fact that I am in a city. It, that'll change a lot, you know, if, if, if I'm walking around in a true downtown area where there are barely any cars, you know, and I'm just walking like park to park, you know, that'll be a very different experience. And I, that is something I want to add. And again, I want to hear from you about what you want to hear. And I think that that would be fun. Like actually, almost getting to come with me on a on a journey somewhere. Again, there are a lot of very. I can't be like in a museum and going like, "I'm looking at a statue of Buddha. He's a pretty cool guy. I was right next to the statue of Buddha. Over here, something is. It's like cloth that's got art on it. It's crazy. It's cloth art." Um, just shouting obscenities about artwork probably wouldn't do good for the United States brand, uh, as I tip my cowboy hat. But it is something I'm interested in doing. I just think it would be fun. I want to find something to, you know, spice it up, you know, that, you know, that whole spice guy who's like Spanish or something. He was just like, you know, sprinkling the salt and stuff, you know, with his sunglasses and his tight white t-shirt, you know. Like that guy. I feel like a sim on this podcast more often than I should. <laughs> Where I'm just saying rambly things. Uh, but There it comes again. But I'm really interested about what you all want to hear. I had a lot of fun like a, two weeks ago when I was recording and I was answering questions and I was doing a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, the new format didn't work this time. I'm still going to give it a try. I still think it can work. I still think it can be interesting. And, you know, if I'm out there and interviewing people and hanging out with people, you know, I'm starting to network more with work work uh, with some work friends. Uh, I, I teach English. 
Um, but again, just like with Allie's situation, I don't want to talk about work very much. That's really not interesting at all. I don't think I'm going to be like, yeah, this is, I just tell people words. I just, this podcast is, it's an educational experience and Ben's English enough and somebody's actually paying me to do it. So I've somehow convinced somebody that I should teach English based upon my abilities. So at this point, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it on the DL that I do that for a living because I'm not that good at it. I'm not that good. But that being said, I did do some fun stuff this week. We went to some new places, saw some new things. We, uh, we being my wife, Allie and I, she will not be featured on this week's podcast. Uh, scheduling is just a thing and it's awkward and we just didn't work out. Sorry if she's the reason why you were excited to tune in this week, but you're stuck with me. And maybe she'll join it next week. Who knows? Who knows? This week we uh, did a pretty cool thing. We went to Akihabara with one of my workmates that I uh, I got to know. Um, after one of my just like intro kind of day kind of things, uh, we decided to meet halfway between where our learning centers are located and uh, we went to Akihabara. So Akihabara is this really cool place. It's very pop culture but not in the way that Harajuku is. So like Harajuku, for those who don't know, let me explain some things. Harajuku is that kuai culture. That, you know, kawaii, you know, super cute. Everything's great. Everything's like pastels and pinks and cute hair and all this stuff. So it's very cute, 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 cute. You know, Hello Kitty. You know, just think Hello Kitty. And that is like Harajuku. And it's uh, that that area is tons of fun. Tons of people are just wearing like crazy outfits and just having a blast. And it's just focused on being, you know, youthful and cute and fun. And it it is that way. You know, they also have the first Wendy's in Japan there, which Allie and I went to, and we ate a burger, and it uh, tasted like a Wendy's burger. Who would have known? But on the flip side, you have Akihabara. And Akihabara is almost like the otaku version of Harajuku. And tons of people will tell me I'm an idiot for saying that. But that's just how I see it. You know, I see it as, whereas Harajuku is just like, you know, kuai culture. And it's it's a lot of had to do with fashion and style. Akihabara is like the place to go to if you are an otaku. But they also have a lot of shopping and different experiences as, as well that you can take part in. And it's a huge shopping area. But there you will find, you know, on every corner a Sega shop and the Sega shops aren't like what you traditionally think. When I say Sega, a lot of people who are probably listening think of like, Oh, like Sonic the Hedgehog, Sega Genesis, thinking of that style. But these, although that's a portion of it and that that's definitely part of the culture. These are really just like gigantic multi-level arcades 
um, where they have a lot of the claw machines. And claw machines are huge in Japan here. They're gigantic. You can get like the coolest stuff with all these arcade machines. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. It, it is. And uh, I haven't played any of these arcade machines left. And I should, but I haven't. The, the most that I've done, well, no, uh, not in a Sega store. I, I played an arcade machine at the local arcade, and it was, um, I lost. I spent like 300 yen, so just under three bucks, and I did not do very well. I was tempted. There was like something, and it like looked like I could win, and then I didn't. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's always a ploy um, where they want you to win, but they don't want you to win because if you win, then they lose. And there's that whole dynamic. So, but it's still, it's a, it's a fun area to go to. It's fun to explore. There's a whole lot there. Uh, a lot of people know Akihabara for like made cafes. And there they have a lot of like the owl cafes and cat cafes and dog cafes and cafes, cafes, cafes. I have not explored any, I don't know that I will. I probably will, but I'm really I'm not excited about it, especially made cafes. That's just a it's just weird to me personally. I just don't know that I really I don't know. I, I would have to go with other people. I wouldn't want to go by myself. It if it was like a thing with like friends, then like I'm all about that. Like, yes. But if it's just like I want to go to a made cafe and be served. I just want people to do what I say when I say. That's just how I feel that it is. Like, in my head, it's just... Because that is kind of what it is. You know, for those of you who don't know made cafes, um, minor booze blast, I guess. Um, I'm having a Kieran. Just a, you know, Kieran, Kieran quality, quality, quality thing. It's 6%. It's in a pounder can, and it tastes like beer. It's pretty good. Mmm. Kieran Beer, the best beer I've had in Japan so far. Sponsor me. But made cafes are, are interesting. They're 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 essentially a space where you can have food and drinks and teas and coffees, really whatever you want, food wise. But the idea is you're served, you're serviced by like a personal maid. And they all kind of have their own variations of what they're doing. You know, some of them have this, this like candle and, you know, they blow into the candle and suddenly it lights. And there's just the whole, it's kind of a combination of that kuai culture coming in, but also this kind of like weird kind of maid service thing where, not necessarily anything inherently sexual taking place, but it is a culture where they call you like some of them will call you master. And again, not sorry, that was the weird yawn thing that happened, but that does not tickle my fancy. That's not something. If people wanted to go with me there, that is one thing, but I'm not going to just pay money to go there myself. I, yeah. yeah. Ake Haber is a great place to go to. <laughs> Besides that, uh, like I went there with my bud and we, we, we had some great, you know, we went to a, 
I don't want to necessarily call it a ramen shop, but it was like a noodle shop. And, you know, we had some great chicken, like a chicken broth. And it was really good. Like the, the one he got was better than I got. He got almost like a clear chicken broth. So it was still nice and very concentrated chicken flavor in his. But it was a clear. Whereas mine almost, it was really thick. It was, it was almost like I had a... Um, Shoot, what do they even call that? It's like a, it, it wasn't chicken fat, but it, it was a much thicker, it was like a sauce. It wasn't, like traditionally you think of noodle soups as being a very watery liquid, and this was not the case. This was very much so, it was a thick sauce that adhered to the noodles, almost like, almost like a pasta sauce. In that way, it was fantastic, because like every little bit you got, you got that potent chicken flavor. But again, it was very heavy, and like I kind of felt weighted down for the rest of the night. But it wasn't bad. Um, but yeah, so uh, we went to Akihabara and we kind of got lost for a little while. It was a lot of fun. It was Allie, myself, and my buddy from work. And we went to a microbrewery uh, that wasn't necessarily a microbrewery. It was more of a bar that sold... Excuse me. <sighs> a bar that sold beers... Uh, I guess a satellite location for a microbrewery is the best way to put it, where they sold only their beers, but they didn't necessarily brew on property. That was nice, and we went to a really weird... uh, Yeah, we went down this alleyway, and there was just all these creepy vending machines, and in order to get to some of them, you had to, like, you had to squeeze to get to some of these. And of course I did. Um, I definitely thought I was going to get stabbed by a homeless person. There was the, and the, somebody was definitely living in some of these crevices. I mean, they were vending machines in crevices, uh, but they had the weirdest things like they had snails. And again, if you follow my Instagram, you will be able to see these pictures of the stuff that I found, but Himalayan pink sea salt and like full rocks, not like, you know, powder down or nothing. They had tons of cans. They had tons of what I assume might be prayers or something, where like you buy it in hopes of getting good luck. It was it was odd. I have not seen anything like this as long as I've been there. It was definitely peculiar, and I didn't know what to make of it. So we spent way too much time there, <laughs> is what I'm saying. We spent a lot of time just observing everything these machines sold, we didn't buy anything. I'm sorry to disappoint. I did not try any of what I can only assume is bear meat by the bear on the can looking ferocious. Or uh, also, we didn't want to spend, you know, 1,600 yen on escargot, which it wasn't even labeled as escargot. It was labeled plainly as canned snails in English. So uh didn't really do it for me. So, uh, yeah, we turned away from that. But it, again, it was really nice getting lost. I've talked about this before where Ali and I just really like just getting lost in the city and being able to bring somebody else around just made that so much more fun because then they also had their own perspective. You know, when we got to an intersection, we're like, where should we go? And they were like, oh, we should go over that way. That looks interesting. And that led us to cool, so many cool places. We walked down an alleyway. We saw a huge fat rat. It was the first rat we've seen in Japan. It was so exciting. Uh, rats are so much fun to each his own, I guess. But it, it, it was kind of fun for me. You know, for me, that's what I think of when I think of a metropolitan city. Sorry, New York. Sorry, Baltimore. 
but rats are like a thing. And this is the first time I've I in and I've been here for two months now, and I've not seen any kind of rodent or anything. And he was just chilling. He was just like walking around. He's like, "Hey, what's up, bud? What's good?" And I was like, "You know, rat. You know, just trying to get some beer, trying to find something. You know, somewhere good." And he was like, "Just follow me this way." He kind of scudded his booty away and then went into a crevice. And I was like, "What? My buddy's gone, but he led us to a cool place." So I can't blame him for that. We came across in this alleyway, this, you know, off the beaten path, great, it, it really is just like a bar, but I don't know how to really describe it. It was the exterior they had built out of like three quarter inch plywood, kind of an extension themselves. But, but they didn't. Like, it was all legal and it was all formally made, but it had that visual appeal where it was like, yeah, we just slapped this on the front because we wanted extra seating. And that's kind of the vibe in the whole place. You know, they had liquor, you know, uh, it was uh, like concrete walls that were semi, you know, well, most of the part exposed. But it was almost like they had a concrete block wall built in front of the wall that they had for foundation purposes and then they just beat the crap out of the concrete block to kind of give this texture of this like run down broken kind of thing and they had beer bottles and liquor bottles stuck Ooh, excuse me in these crevasses which is really neat it was it was the first time i've experienced something like that in japan and they had a huge beer list gigantic you know 40 beers on tap and so we got some great beer um from really all over the place you know they had fat tire they had stuff from new zealand they had stuff from japan obviously they had american beers and stuff but we just kind of focused on stuff that we hadn't tried before and i don't remember all of them but it was a really good time and they had a pretty good menu with uh different varieties you could get freckles you know fried pickles which if you don't know me that's my jam well, that and jam. So fried pickles and jam are my jam, both of them. Not together. Well, maybe, you know, hey, you know, I'd give that a go. I'd give, I'd give that a try. Well, that might be pretty good. Not tonight, though. Not maybe in, maybe another day. But they, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It's an interesting place. It was definitely kind of more of a divey kind of off-the-beaten-path place, which I, which I really appreciate. I, I want to find more places like that here. Haven't done too good at finding them so far, but I hope to find more of them that are like that. And that's how we also stumbled across some phenomenal street meat. You know, we we went and we got some kebab. So we were walking and walking and walking, and we came across this kebab place that was selling uh, beef or chicken kebabs. And we were like, oh my god, this sounds great. We're not super hungry right now, but we have to come back. So we went to that's the one we went to the dark alley and found the beer place. And then uh, after we had had, you know, two, three beers, we came out and we were like, I need, I need kebab. So we went to this kebab place and uh, it was so good. My uh, alley got uh, like kebab in a cup. So they carved off a whole bunch of chicken kebab, put it in the bottom of a plastic cup, put a little sauce in, put their little cabbage mixture on that. Put some more sauce, 
put some more chicken, put some more sauce, and just gave it to her. And it was really nice travel compact, especially if you don't want all the carbs of the bread. It was a, a phenomenal kebab vessel for street meat. Phenomenal. And then uh, myself and my buddy, we both got just traditional half pita. Or well, actually, we both got like it was more of a quesadilla. Um with just stuff crammed in. Actually, I think it was a quesadilla. I don't think we actually got pita. But uh, we just had all the same stuff. And it was so funny, too, because we were ordering, and we were all eating it, and we were like, oh, my God, this is so good. All of us, all three of us had gotten the garlic sauce. So it was like almost almost like a garlic ranch, but heavy on the garlic, not as heavy on the ranch. So we all got that put on to our, uh, our street meat, and we were just diving in, and we are like, oh, my God, this is so good. So good now. And I don't think it was just the alcohol talking. I think it was actually like top-notch straight meat. I've had quite a bit in my life, and that was great for the price. It was five bucks, and it was a lot of food. I was stuffed when I was done. But we were right there with the vendor still, and they were getting close to closing. So we were just, oh, my God, that is so good. And he's like, you think that's good? Why don't you add some of this hot chili sauce to your garlic sauce? And we were like, yes, please, daddy. So so this guy then just like puts this hot chili sauce on all of our stuff. Oh, I just made it. It was so good. It was phenomenal. Kebab is something I will never turn down. You could be like, hey, I found this in my car two weeks ago. It's been in there for a month and a half. And I'll be like, but is it a kebab? And you'd be like, it was. And I'll be like, all right. Okay, that's probably not true. Yeah. When the time comes, we'll find out. So if anybody has like a month-old kebab in their car and they're just really concerned about what's going on with it, just let it fester. Just let it keep doing what it's doing. Maybe I'll stop by. Give a little nibble. I will not do that because that will give me a terrible, terrible disease and I will be sick forever. So really this is, uh, you know, what did, what did NBC used to do? The more you know, that's probably copyrighted. They'll probably take this podcast down. But uh, many televisions had uh, different segments for things and uh, I feel like that should be one. Like, hey, hey, buddy. Do you have a kebab in your car? Do you ever leave food in your car? Maybe a kebab, maybe some french fries. And then wonder a week later, is this still good? I'm, I'm pretty hungry. Don't eat the kebab. That's my PSA. I've done my part and uh, never been more proud of myself. Never in my life. That's not saying much. Because I'm only 27. I've lived... Half of my life. But everything was good this week, you know. Did a lot of train travel to places for business stuff, which isn't as exciting. And uh, hopefully I'll get another guest on next week. But uh, I'm going to wrap this up. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. But again, it it, didn't all work out entirely just because of the whole... New, trying to get the new format working and it didn't work and then trying to scramble and trying to figure out because I spent quite a bit of time getting all this stuff together and then actually trying to edit it to make it work and it just, I couldn't. 
So hopefully in the future I'll find a way and I'll think more about it to make it work better. And hopefully if the if the first couple sections I have at the beginning of the episode, if you listen to them and you go, nah, those aren't too bad, you're not too incoherent, you know, the ambient noise in the area aren't affecting the podcast too much, then maybe it's something I'll look into more. Uh, but as always, thank you for listening. Uh, listen again next week for some, Ooh, my goodness. Listen again next week for some more exciting adventures. Um, appreciate all of you. I miss you all back at home. Thank you so much for all of my listeners, uh, across the globe at this point. I, I am kind of, I, I, I get updates, um, and analytics from the company I go through and a lot of viewership in the U.S. I appreciate that, but I have some in Japan, Australia, Iceland, the U.K., Norway, and Chechnya. Um, or or check, 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 I think that's the Czech Republic. Either way, you slice it or dice it. Thank you all. Like, thanks for listening. Thanks for caring about what I'm talking about. You know, thanks for being interested in uh, my worldly adventures. And uh, I hope to get more people involved. And I hope to have a larger follow followership 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 fellowship of the ring. Um, but I hope to get more people involved. I hope to get more people interested in what I'm talking about. And I know there's some plans for some people to come in, family and friends, and of course I would love all of you to be on this and uh, talk about your adventures as well. Uh, but until next week, thank you so much, and uh, just keep loving life and doing what you're doing because you're all doing great. Thanks for listening.